it's just a one-liner before I start. It's uh, the members of the flat earth group has members all around the world. Okay, nobody understood, I guess. That's called, the, that's called flat joke. Anyway, lift up your Bible and say this after me. Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, speak through me. Speak to me. We need you, Lord. Reveal your heart. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We are continuing the series on blessedness. And this is a sixth blessedness, uh, the Sermon on the Mount we are talking about. And this is what we're going to be dealing this morning, the next 25, 30 minutes, and we will have some application time. Uh, the first uh, one, we talked, um, we talked five of them before. We're going to talk the sixth one, which is Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. It says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And it's not up in the screen. I wrote this. We are living in a times where we give emphasis more on the happiness, not the holiness. God never promised us that he will keep us happy. And I, I, I need to lay it down in the front before, before we start this because I think we have come to a point where personal happiness have overtaken in a such a way that we ignore the very word of God. I'm not saying God is sadistic that he will put you through mere poverty and misery. But happiness is always the byproduct of holiness. Amen. So we are not praying for absence of problem. We are praying for the peace of God in the midst of problem. So let me make that clear. So I wrote down here the word integrity and the word holiness as the same root word which means one. And he is the same everywhere, anywhere, to anyone, at any place, at any situation, to any culture, at any circumstances. And we have somehow in our culture, I mean I grew up in a, in a traditional, uh, very orthodox Pentecostal background. We have taught to our soul that we can manufacture holiness. And we have come to a point where church, I know how to do church. I know how to behave church. You know, we, we know how to even speak Christianese. <laughs> Most of you know how to speak Christianese. And we have come to that point where we really think we can do holy. But actually the Lord has something else in store for us. And that's why Jesus has to address this. One of the, if Jesus writes a constitution, this is one of the constitution laws. So there are eight constitution laws. He's writing a country. And we are reading the sixth one. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And it's up in the screen. There are basically four basic intimacy of any Christian. And if you look at it, you can do a self-test actually where you are at. And if you are even the church where you are at. The first one is the believer. He believes. And many people believe Jesus. Very few people, number two, receive him. Believing, receiving. And the third one is a beautiful thing. Follow. And that's why the Bible talks about following Jesus. And the last one is to imitate. Okay? It's to imitate. I want to ask my, my brother Sunil if you can take, can I have you up in the stage for like 20 seconds? Uh, I just want to give you a practical, 
information. Okay. Over the years, uh, I have developed a friendship with my brother Sunil. Uh, we we share hearts. Is that right? Yeah. We share hearts in that place. We have come to that place, and it's a beautiful thing the Lord provided. So imagine the first thing. If you don't know the relationship, it's it's you believe. Oh, he's a good guy. He's a good man of God. He he is a good servant of God. He serves with integrity. That's believing. The next part is you come to a point when you grow in relationship. You kind of say, okay, now I will receive. He's got some wisdom I can learn. You receive. That's how many Christians take Jesus. The third stage is when you say, okay, I'm I'm not only believing you. I'm not only receiving you, but I'm going to follow you. What books you read? How do you lead family? I'm going to follow you. But then, if I don't like, I can choose not to follow him also. Hello? That's why the Bible says John 6, 6, 6. No wonder it's called triple 6. Many believed in Jesus, not believed in Jesus and followed him no more. Okay? But the last stage, it's like you emulate, you, intim- you imitate everything. Okay, how he prays, I want to pray. How he do life, I want to do life. How he leads his wife and kids, I want to do that. It's like complete. Thank you so much. This is, this is, this is what I want to challenge you. Where are you in relationship with Jesus? Are you just believing him? Yeah, you know. Mangata, Meriata, same, you know. <laughs> you know, Krishna, Christu, same. You know, it's like, are you just, you know, many people like the, the earthly title is Jesus, but there is a heavenly title for Jesus. What is it called? Christ. That's the heavenly title. Many people like the earthly title. They want him to be the king, you know, problem solver, you know, wine runs out, turn this water into wine, let's do Bambalela. That's all good. <laughs> but then, when Jesus says, I come here to fulfill another kingdom, that's where the problem, the heavenly title. So, This is the list. Believing, receiving, following, and the last one is imitating. Where are we right now? As as an individual. Don't don't judge anybody else. Where are you? You know, we need to just check our hearts. Where are we? Are we imitating Christ? Is somebody who sees us can say, you reflect the fragrance of Jesus. Do you carry the presence of Jesus? Or you have a good name, you know. But then, you know, I know that there is a Tamil name called Yesu Padam, which means feet of Jesus, but it only stays in Tasmak. <laughs> you know, this. So sometimes we have this way of doing life. So I want to challenge this. So the word believer actually mentioned in the book of Acts um, only two times, but the word disciples are mentioned over 28 times. In the book of Acts. I want you to think about it. The first question we ask. What do we say? Is he a believer? Especially if. if <laughs> I have not arrived there yet. If my daughter is liking somebody. The first question. What comes out. I mean. I am already depositing into my account. Through fasting and prayer. That day when they come. I can boldly face. You know, some of you have teenage kids. I, I, I don't know how Brother Sunil is dealing with. But, you know, you have teenage kids. But imagine, the first question you will ask is what? Is this guy a believer? Yes, such cold, so quiet, man. I don't know. You know. So, but then the Bible talks something different. It talks about disciples. 
it's so interesting the the four gospels talks about the life of jesus but the rest of the gospel starting from acts talks about the life of jesus in and through the life of the disciples amen so god said three things it's very clear he said be holy it's a biblical command it's a call it's a rule is he didn't say you know you can be holy on sundays he didn't say you can be holy on the fasting day or the year end service you know sometimes we have this oh 2019 is finished 2020 i hope i don't mess up again lord parshutta padtu mandure and then three months down the road it's gone what you prayed you know that's it's a call be holy it's a call and he said why he called because he said i am holy what does that mean that's who he is and now what he does and not what he does it's, it's a spelling mistake up there that's a method a call a method and then he says i will make you holy what is that it's a promise it is a promise i want to ask you what is the promise that you're holding god for you can hold god hold on to god for many other things but are you holding god holding on to god saying god i don't care the opinion of people all i care is me being like joel like moses exodus 33:11 says when moses met god he met god face to face and he talked to him as a friend talks to another friend I want to challenge us to all of us to think where are we right now in this so he calls us because he is holy and he will make us holy that is a sanctification process there's two big words in the bible you need to know justification and sanctification justification is clearing your mess from now onwards you will never go on your own name that's why we use the name jesus every time you pray to the lord your name does not count everything so your name has blotted so much sin so god said i'm going to use my son's name to blot your name to blot all the sins so that every time you come before me you're going to come in prayer and you're going to say in jesus name that's why we pray in jesus name amen all right so i isaiah 63 says and they were calling to one another holy 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 is the lord almighty and the whole earth is full of glory first peter 1:15 16 we're going to read few scriptures just as he called you is holy so be holy if you are taking notes write it down this one you don't do holiness you live holiness be holy so in all you do for it is written be holy because i am holy leviticus chapter 11 verse 44 to 45 it says i am the lord your god consecrate yourself and be holy because i am holy do not make yourself unclean by any creature that moves along the ground i am the lord who brought you up out of egypt to be your god therefore be holy because i am holy the word holy means kadosh and it's not up on the screen i'm going to read it to you what i wrote down last night and it takes maybe 2 3 minutes but i i want you to pay attention When we talk about holiness we tend to think it's something we need to do. In the Old Testament the Holy Spirit comes and goes. He comes for a particular reason to address a particular problem, to give a particular solution to a particular people group at a particular time. He used anyone from bush to Samson to ravens to weird creepy hand or to a donkey or to anyone who is available. But he didn't stay 
with that person because that person was still made up of old adam old adam had a sinful nature he got that sinful nature when he disobeyed god and obeyed satan he actually swapped his master but when the last adam jesus the son of god came he broke the sting the power of sin which is death on the cross as the son of man so the sons of man can become the sons of god he did it through the obedience to the master amen so what happened the master was swapped when adam failed people say oh he obeyed he disobeyed god but actually he obeyed satan so jesus has to come he has to have a legal ground he has to come and he has to the son of man has to die so that the sons of man can be the sons of god amen and this is what i wrote on now the holy spirit has legal grounds not only to come and do his manifestation but as a platform to dwell and reign amen so where's the platform is your heart is your mind your soul now you became a platform so god can land and dwell one john sorry john 132 says holy spirit came in a form of a dove and it remained on jesus put your hand on your heart and you say this lord do not take your holy spirit from me remain in me i don't want you to tolerate with me i want you to celebrate hanging out with me this is the thing many christians they the holy spirit tolerates with them why because it's like he, he don't know when he's going to open his mouth and say something negative he's going to when he's going to curse his own family or his own nation where he lives it's sometimes we do that you know that's why we have to always have this constant expectancy the one who lives in me is the most important person in the whole world amen okay so it's up in the screen you can see it god is holy god's habitation is holy even in the angels god's creation is holy god never made holiness and god is holy now god is holy and he never made holiness you know sometimes people say you know god can give there is so much grace in god no 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 god is grace amen otherwise you will run out of grace one time god is grace and we don't find breakthrough in god god is our breakthrough we don't find healing in god god is our healing we don't find our promotion in god or protection in god we he is our promotion he is our protection and that comes in understanding of life in christ that's why bible says colossians 3:3 it's not up on the screen it says our life is hidden in christ that means you and me are completely absorbed by the life of jesus so the life of jesus becomes the most important life in your life amen all right so i it's not up in the screen uh, but i i i thought of sharing this with you uh, religion on the other hand teaches holiness as something we can do and attain kingdom che- teaches holiness is the awareness of the king who has now taken residence in your heart so it's a constant awareness when i am with my friend how do i use my mouth the bible talks the mouth is like a well spring of life and sometimes with that same mouth we kind of bring bitter waters about somebody else and this is the dealing of the lord in my own life if i have nothing to say i prefer not to say there is a there is a tendency in our heart to say he is good but 
yeah i can see the hand of god even when we see a yeah, young chap who is going through challenges we say oh he is so much he has got so much potential yet i'm not talking about being not using your discernment and all but there is a tendency to highlight bitterness and criticism but i believe jesus did it exactly opposite he called the most unstable guy you know that guy the most unstable guy the roller coaster guy he called him you are the rock hello the unstable guy one day he says let's make tabernacle here another day he says you cannot do anything you have to stay here build the kingdom i'm thinking to promote build a website for you you are going <laughs> you are going to die what the heck man you you understand the most unstable guy the, the, the sons of james and john these guys they will go to your village and they didn't receive they wanted to say can we build the fire down god called them sons of thunder jesus always saw from the position of the father and as a church bill johnson puts it very well everybody likes the ch- jesus but they have a problem with his body we don't represent well and we have to come to your terms that i am not going to represent christianity i'm going to represent jesus amen does it make sense kapish yes okay wonderful so uh we're going to jump quickly to this question so the million dollar question is how do we emulate holiness the answer is you can't when you understand who lives in you you can start to live the life of jesus who is holy colossians 127 it says so beautiful let's read this from the children's bible god decided to let his people know this rich and glorious truth which he has for all people this truth is christ himself who is in you he is our holy hope for glory can we read that verse together as a church it's up there let's do it god decided to let his people know this rich and glorious truth which has for all people this truth is christ himself who is in me he is our only hope for glory amen look at this another verse the same verse in the living bible he has kept the secret for centuries and generations past but now at last it has been pleased him to tell it to those who love him and live for him and the riches and the glory of his plan are for the gentiles too and this is the secret christ in your hearts is your only hope of glory amen it's not the amount that's in your bank account it's not the most confirmed job you have it's not the house that is being paid off or being paid off it's not the place you, you it's nothing all those things will one day fade including the preaching that i'm doing the only one thing will never fade is your deeper assurance that the spirit of christ lives in you amen and when we have this understanding of spirit of christ lives in us things changes how we do life instead of doing life on sunday sometimes i've heard this i've said this maybe a million time in this church many christians are born again on sunday dead again on monday yeah. and it's i've said this and sometimes it's it's like that you know we kind of like oh i'm going to do church i'm going to put on this holy face holy mask do this but then doesn't matter 
how I'm doing, doing the taxes, how I'm behaving my, with my neighbor, how I'm handling a situation or a crisis, something like that. Okay. Now, in the genealogy of Jesus, some names gives us the positive hope that we too can be made holy. There are a few of them I wrote down here. And you will be surprised. Those guys are worth mentioned. If you are writing your resume, applying for a job, probably you will not tell anything bad about yourself. Right? That's a good assumption. Right? You are not going to say anything negative about yourself. But look how Jesus is writing his resume. Where he comes from. Look at this. David, an illegitimate son. He had no clue. That's why even his father, if you look at the story, if, I mean, this is not written, but if you look deeper with the eyes of the Holy Spirit, you can see, even he cries out in Psalms 51, he says, in sin my mother conceived in me. And the whole nation is celebrating David's battle that he won over Goliath. You will never hear the father Jesse coming and confirming, my son, I'm so proud of you. Hello? You see, everywhere there is a, such a shame on Jesse, he is not even sure that his son, David, is his real son. Because Samuel has to ask, is there anyone left in your family? Look at the next one, Tamar. A childless widow acted like a prostitute to seduce her father-in-law, Judah. You know that story, right? This is not a Harry Potter story. Don't look at me like that. This is real stuff. Right? Look at the third one, Rahab. Prostitute to promised land. Ruth. You know the Moabite? There is a command. If you read the Deuteronomy, it says, even up to the 10th generation, a Moabite cannot enter into the presence of God. This is God's genealogy, Jesus' genealogy. He's writing where he comes from. You know, we all write to say, my family brother, my family status, you know, my family salary, you know, my family position, you know. We take pride about, this is Jesus talking about his family. Look at the last one. This is the most freaky one. Bathsheba. And it's, it's incredible. If you read Matthew 1.6, it doesn't say wife of David. It says, wife of Uriah. I mean, that that one sentence, I was just looking at the verse, I'm just thinking, if you're writing your biography or your resume, you don't want to put that thing inside there. But he mentioned it there. Why? He identifies with your weakness, but he doesn't allow you to stay there. Someone said this, God loves you the way you are. But he died for you so that you don't stay where you are. I'm preaching good. Say amen. amen. God loves you the way you are. But he died for you so that you don't stay where you are. I just want you to think about it. Sometimes we, we have this crazy idea. Love means you have to ignore everybody's bad choices they make. Love means you have to put up with everything. Love does not ignore sin. Love empowers you to be like the one who shows the love. In this case, the ultimate love is Jesus. Amen? Does it make sense? Okay, now, the question is, 
I want to wrap it up. We have 5 more minutes. Quickly I want to wrap it up. Four simple ways to realize this Christ in me is the hope of glory who enables me to walk in holiness. Okay? So these are the four simple ways. The first one it's up in the screen. You can take notes or you can write it down or you can do a photo or whatever. Practice daily the awareness of the presence in you by meditating his word. In other words, talk less, listen more. We have we have taught ourselves how long we pray is the more holier prayer. It's not about that. It's the religion taught us how to pray. The kingdom teaches us how to listen. Are we taking time to listen to the presence of God? There are times I would not be able to move from one chapter. I would just day in day out just that same verse again and again, again and again. He was started right now. This one verse I could not even move out from this verse. Philippians one six. He was started in you. The work will finish it until the day of Christ. I'm just I could not read. I'm just gonna highlight it and just move on. It's just this is what it says. Constant awareness. Practice that. Maybe there is a word this morning God spoke to you when you read the Bible. Just don't highlight it and move forward. It's not about I read one chapter, sang two songs, fast song, slow song, and then prayed for five minutes. it's not that it's staying in the presence awareness practice daily the awareness of his presence number 2 tame your tongue by cultivating a deeper prayer language with daddy in other words say no to gossip other we don't do gossip prayer request in other words <laughs> say no to prayer request and yes to intercession amen no one says amen please say amen thank you sister mary that's beautiful tame your tongue by cultivating a deeper prayer language it's not about i'm speaking long time in tongues renard bonke says the gifts of the holy spirit are not medals of honor but tools for the job so it's not about yeah brother i can speak in tongues i can do this you know it's to really emulate christ i i really believe i really believe god is about to transform this nation there is a tremendous potential in india there is a humongous god's sovereign grace is going to be released over this nation there is going to be i mean poverty injustice about women all going to be of the history but as a church we need to be prepared for this amen we need to be prepared and part of the preparation is not about how educated or articulative we are it's about how aware are we for the one who's going to come psalms 24 says lift up your gates that's us so that the king of glory may come in amen who has a clean hand and a pure heart that's what we are talking about blessed are those who are pure for they will see god number 3 heart check no room for grudge and bitterness they are like skunk have you ever seen a animal skunk No I we were in Cincinnati and the the host they love shooting and so they went into the forest and they tried to shoot a deer but the skunk came and sprayed let me tell you guys i mean you might have say you might have experienced some gastric or fart sense whatever but that's nothing compared to the skunk stinkiness and many christians carry the skunk in their mouth when they open their mouth bitter 
entitlement anger jealousy this is what i wrote down they're like skunk we must be a people who are allergic to bitterness amen put your hand up there and you say in jesus name me and my family are not skunks we are allergic to bitterness what does that mean that doesn't mean you are you are without emotions it's just a teflon coating anointing that god puts on you that it's okay they did it for a master acts chapter 5 if you read the disciples were so excited they could count worthy to be suffering for jesus they were excited can you believe today when the coffee mission doesn't work we think persecution started in our sometimes we have to really come into this terms i tell you if you read the book of the more we read every single school of the holy spirit read the book of acts it's my favorite book why because it reminds me that how far i have drifted and how much i can come need to come close in alignment with the lord can you imagine the disciples counted worthy to be suffering for jesus and they did it with joy for they didn't send it on whatsapp prayer request pray for me brother last but not the least time is running out gratefulness is the antidote to greed and helps us to live a lifestyle of grand generosity amen grateful we are so you know right now this diwali season is coming the next is going to be you know if you in the american thanksgiving in america and then the christmas and the new year pongal there's so much offers you know a darling started a come you can pay 1 rupee and take furniture home or ruwa katti eduthu ponga furniture but then i'm going to be sitting for the next 60 months thinking about how many rupees i have to pay you know sometimes we think about what we don't have but we seldom think about what we do have if you come with your wife hold her hand you are the greatest gift god has given me come on with your wife Yes, hold your wife's hand. <laughs> you have to be very careful. <laughs> hold your wife's hand. Come on, do it. Let's do it, brother Jerry. Hold, hold Priyanka's hand, sister Priyanka. Hold. You are the greatest gift God has given. Come on, hold. Can do it. Those who are single and available, put your hand up there and say, "I receive it right now. I receive it right now." You are the greatest gift God. Come on, I'm preaching. I'm going to wrap it up in few minutes. Come on, I'm going to do some practical. Let's do. That's what I'm saying. Application. You are the greatest gift God has given me. Come on. my wife is up there you are the greatest gift god has given me if you have a child next to you you say this is a reward from the lord amen this is so amazing it's important that's why it says great great gratefulness is an antidote what happens is when we are celebrative of what us god has given the less we compare with others but we are grateful we are grateful We are grateful the Lord has given this place. We are grateful the Lord brought these people. That we are grateful. But I am. See, that doesn't mean we have to be not dreaming big. Okay, that's the flip side of the coin. But even when you dream big, you still not dreaming from the sense of lack, but you are dreaming from the sense of, Daddy, I am so delighted in the things you have given me. Amen. Let's stand up. We are going to pray. The Bible says, "Blessed are those pure in heart, for they will see God."